Welcome to Authentic Living with Roxanne, a place where we have conscious conversations about things that really matter in our lives. And now, here's your host, Roxanne Derhage. Hi, everyone. It's uh, Roxanne Durhaj of Authentic Living with Roxanne. Thanks for tuning in again this week. This week, I have a colleague, uh, Neil Cosby. Hi, Neil. How are you today? I'm very well. Thank you, Roxanne. Happy to be here. Awesome. So th- thanks so much for taking the time. So Neil's a, an HR specialist, and he's from uh, his firm is called HR Primed. So today, what we're going to do is we're doing a bit of a special episode on uh, the impact of uh, COVID around performance, because there's been some uh, really interesting things that... Uh, Neil's company has been seeing in the last six to eight weeks um, and the implication that it has had on leaderships. So Neil, I know, you know, in the last little while I've been, you know, talking about a lot of things COVID related, but it's kind of been starting to kind of, I'm going to say wane a bit, you know, whereas, you know, the podcast, we really haven't been focusing on things as much, those types of things COVID related. And I know um, in the HR and leadership world, uh, there's been a lot of, I want to say nuances of, uh, you know, ebbs and flows that have been happening. So tell, kind of tell me what you were sharing with me before we got online, some of the things that you've been starting to see um, that HR has been having to deal with in the last uh, week or so. Yeah, it's um, it's been interesting. Um, you know, uh, a lot we've had uh, a few clients, and I've heard this from some of my other consulting colleagues as well, that there's now starting to be some concerns around productivity, which is related to performance as well, uh, while in a remote workforce. I think at the beginning of this, well, I know at the beginning of this, uh, people tempered their expectations when when people had to go work at home. Uh, obviously, for some roles. There's no way they could do 100% of what they were doing if they were in an office. So I think employers were very much willing to temper their expectations. And to a degree, I, st- I think they still are. Uh, but some of the more extreme things that um, you know, I was told by a couple of clients today was some, employers, some employees sorry, have gone to absolute zero in terms of productivity. And, um, you know, from their perspective, there really is no, um, uh, no, no reason for that to be zero. They can be, can be doing something. Um, and somewhat a little surprising, I guess, for me to hear. Um, so we, we're talking around strategies and, and uh, having those uh, somewhat difficult conversations with employees to say, look, you know, this can't keep continuing. Uh, and trying to get at the root cause of why why that is happening, and obviously the the psychology behind um, staying at home and being isolated uh, could it be boredom? Could it be mental fatigue? Uh, could it be um, just fear of uncertainty? So these are, I think, a number of things that we're going to be uh, dealing with and looking at, and um, you know, a lot what a lot of employers will need support with as as the time goes on. So that's interesting because I think to some degree, psychologically, most of us were like, okay, okay, we're going to get up on this surfboard and we're going to try to not topple over 
as badly as we know we can be. So people were just kind of trying to shift into this new mm-hmm. mode. Yeah. And then lately I've been hearing from a lot of uh, coaching clients that now a lot of people are like, I can't do this anymore. Um, uh, you know, I, I'm running out of steam. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I've, I've, I've homeschooled the kids enough. I've um, you know, I've, I've been, I'm not, you know, I've been doing, you know, like all of us, you know, being on, on Zoom fests and people are, are, are burnt out from a lot of them. Mm-hmm. So is, is, do you think that that might be some of the impact that some employers are seeing? Or were these employees that they put in, potentially had performance-related concerns before that they let shelf and that it's coming back a little bit um, fiercer as, as, as you're seeing? Uh, potentially that could be Roxanne, although directly nobody has said that to me. Um, and quite honestly, I haven't asked that question. Um, certainly with some of my um, clients, the, I know of the employees and there was never any indication of that. Um, but to your point, I mean, when we pre COVID days, when we talked about working at home um, for, and I'll use myself as an example, uh, working at home during the day meant no kids at home. Um, it meant, you know, none of these other kinds of pressures that come with when you've suddenly been um, cast in a remote workplace and you've got kids, you're trying to get your work done and kids are in the background. And that is a bit of a, a stressor. Um, I think also, and again, some of this is uh, my own personal experience with working uh, in isolation as well, the mental fatigue. I mean, you, I really feel, and I don't, I, I don't know about you, but uh, when you're on like a meeting, like Zoom meeting or anything, your full attention is there, your, your brain is flowing, your adrenaline. I find it a different type of pressure, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and you can only look at a computer screen for, for so long. I think we've gotten away for some people, some of those rules around sit at your computer for 90 minutes, take 15 minutes and walk away so you don't, um, you know, do any damage to your eyes or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So it, it's... It, and uh, again, a lot of people, maybe there was a novelty about working at home and they've since found out this isn't for me and it's not for everybody either. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe, you know, uh, the, the discipline of getting up in the morning and we were having this conversation just before <laughs> we went on board, you have to treat this like a job. Um, it is get up in the morning do your normal routine as if you were going to an office. And, and certainly that's something that I'm going to be uh, and have been uh, suggesting to my clients to tell their employees is they, to get in that mindset and to keep them still engaged is um, do what they normally do. Um, shave. And I, as, uh, as you know, <laughs> I, I was Yesterday, I had a full-grown beard, and as I told you, I decided I'm not coming. You look like a new man today. Like on yeah. our yesterday call, we do we do a writing group together. He, I'm like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, so I think it may, you know, that's a, a pretty interesting angle because obviously as a psychologist, I would say that, you know, what we tell people, we talk about screens, mm-hmm. we talk about, you know, like we can only pivot and really work for 20 minutes and really be productive then to go off and then to do something. But sometimes to your point, we're on these Zoom calls, some of them 60, 90 minutes, mm-hmm. or, you know, if they pilfer over because there's questions mm-hmm. and let's say, you know, we're doing that six to seven hours a day. Along with that, we're, we're intensely, to your point, focused on 
um, following because we're, mm-hmm. you know, you're not sitting across from me like we were a month ago when I met you at a exactly. meeting, yeah. um, certain things we can naturally kind of get from being in someone's presence. Now we're really, I'm really having to make sure I'm, I'm getting every nuance to what you're, what you're showing me uh, on your face. I can't see your body. So non-verbally, I'm not able to pick up a lot of those things. So I'm really working with a lot less information or reference communication that I would have naturally been able to be in a room with you, Neil, and be able to pick up certain things just by not even trying. 100%. I agree, I agree with that totally. And I mean, for the most part, um, my, ex- my experiences and maybe the majority of others, the meetings were on, the uh, groups were on, they're not contentious in nature. Mm-hmm. So can you imagine if you have to have a contentious meeting and by no means is uh, virtual meetings the best way to do this? But given our new reality, that's going to become that may become a new normal for a while as well. And I don't think as employers you can ignore those conversations when you have such things as performance issues or maybe even some misconduct. So um, being able to, you know, more to your point of reading that body language when you're in person those conversations when they're contentious will become a little bit more difficult and um, more to that uh, along my point, more um, tiresome, you know, more fatigue from my perspective. Uh, Fortunately, I haven't had to have one of those contentious conversations yet. Um, But uh, you know, like I said, um, we get into those types of things and eventually that is going to happen because the uncertainty around this is, um, is still there, of course. So, um, so, so you know what the difference is, is I think it's really, it's, it's, it's time, right? Because yeah. when I was doing these interviews six weeks ago, what we were talking about is how do we communicate more effectively virtually? Mm-hmm. How do we connect with our teams? You know, you know, what kind of software do you need to be able to implement it? You know, like, you know, make sure you all have a sauna and all those things that you're, you know, all the, all the practical mm-hmm. things Um, that some people may be potentially were hybrid. They were doing some virtual, but they were in office, some in FaceTime, those types of things. But here we're talking more about, and I, I, you know, from some of the one-to-one coaching clients that I'm talking about, they're talking about, I am just tired. If I hear one more client say that to me, um, you know, that they are fatigued. They're not sure really why they're fatigued. Their, their schedule's not any different. Mm-hmm. Yes, they have all the pressures we're talking about potentially. And some people don't have kids at home in that their kids are kind of staged out or maybe they're living on their own. Um, but people are talking about, I, I'm, I feel really, really tired and they seem to be a lot more anxious. Yeah, and I would concur with that wholeheartedly. Um, my opinion is it's those other outliers that are having, you know, as well as work, as well as, you know, productivity, trying to stay engaged, those other outliers um, of, I'm trying not to get sick. Um, I'm trying to protect my family. Mm -hmm. Um, And that can be, you have all that. And I don't know if you've heard this, um, Roxanne, but certainly I have people's sleep patterns are totally disrupted. Mm-hmm. Um, people are waking up at, uh, for two hours in the middle of the night just thinking. And um, some people have said, they've described it to me as not anxious, not stressful, but I'm just thinking. And I think, you know what, that's normal in this time because we have never dealt with anything like this in our, in our lives. Um, I, 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 I've often been quoting uh, my grandparents who, I'm originally from England, 
Uh, my grandparents were, they were alive and living in England when World War II was on. And I remember the conversations, uh, I'm recalling them more and more about, you know, the uncertainty of those days. And even when the tide of the war was changing and uh, it looked like they were going to defeat the Germans, um, it was still uncertainty. You didn't know if there was going to be a last minute assault and uh, England was invaded. And I recall, you know, uh, ex um, my grandfather on my dad's side in particular saying it was tiresome. So um, worrying can be tiring for sure. And although we may not show it in other ways or think that we're not tired, how can you not be impacted by this? Okay. And you've got a million pieces of information coming at you. Um, we know that there are still some people out there that do not see this as a real threat. And, and I'm, again, from my own personal experience, do I, do I think about that? Yeah, I do. Um, but I defer myself to the experts that are saying, this is not the flu, this is more infectious, this is more dangerous. Um, uh, but it's tiresome as well and somewhat frustrating, I think, when you see those uh, conspiracy theorists, those uh, people that are saying, why are we having a complete economic shutdown? Uh, there's there's no reason for this and you know more even more frustrating um, given the fact I have two parents in their 70s mm -hmm. it's just impacting old people what do we care right and and you know like to your point I'll give you my example my mom needed she there was no right way around it she had to see the doctor yesterday mm -hmm. so of course so you know I'm you know going to take her and yeah you know, not really going out in that you know and I'm trying to act like you know okay well mom it's fine we'll do mm -hmm. this and and so we got, you know, I had some really uh, nice homemade masks. So I got, made sure we had them. And, but even the reaction when I got to the doctor's office, now she's in Mississauga. Yeah. And so, you know, I've not really been out of town. And then mm -hmm. I go and then just the reaction. So I'm, I'm taking her and she's, you know, my mom's in a walker. She, um, you know, had a stroke a couple of years ago. And so I'm trying to get in the doctor's office. But apparently there's these big signs that says, you got, I had to call before to yep. let them know. So, they, so I didn't know that protocol. So I'm like reefing on the door and then, you know, and then getting alarmed because I'm at the door because now there's another person behind me, apparently that's supposed to be coming in. And mm -hmm. so it was just, you know, and I'm a pretty level person generally, but now I'm, now I start to worry because my mom's not well. And I'm yeah. thinking, I'm thinking because they're reacting to us on top of it, plus yeah. filling the prescription that she needed. So I think you're right. It's, 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 so many things that are unconscious and you know, like, you know, with, from a, from a perspective that so much of us functions unconsciously yes. that I wonder the impact of that. And the mm. fact that we've been at this six, it's almost seven weeks now. Right. Yeah. I, I, I would think, you know, um, if you're, if we get down the road of what can the leaders of organizations do to try to support their people in this is, I think there needs, there needs to be a push to contact the EAP if you're able to provide that. Get yes. the mental health piece is really coming into play here now. Um, any kind of novelty that there was for this has long gone. Mm -hmm. um, it's now in we need to manage our people's mental health mode and uh, ensure that they're staying safe and psychologically safe. And to a, um, to a very, very large degree, um, employers have that obligation, uh, even though people are working remotely, that is still the workplace. So uh, maintaining some psychological safety. And, uh, you know, uh, I think we, uh, I've said this all along, 
uh, even business-wise, we need to be innovative, we need to be creative, we need to be agile and adjust to these changing circumstances um, as, they, as they move along. Um, we can absolutely have our longer term plans, but there's gotta be contingencies. There's gotta be A, B, C, or D. Uh, but managing your employees uh, is, should be a number one priority if this is going to be the, the way of the work world for quite a while. And more to that, when this is all over, and it will be over, um, employers are going to remember how their employers treated them during this. And uh, that's going to send a strong message after that. So, Randy, what I hear, right, is that we need to, management or leadership needs to take a pivot and really maybe plant a flag and talk a little bit more about mental health. Because I if, so, yes. Yeah, because if you're talking about the things you're seeing and I'm talking about the things that I'm seeing, reality is gone are the days where, you know, say three weeks ago, we were talking about, mm -hmm. um, we will adjust, we'll get through this, we'll flatten out the curve, those types of things. That, mm -hmm. that language now is, okay, we're past that point. Yeah. And now it's, let's be realistic about where we're at, yeah. what's really happening with people, mm -hmm. and versus we'll get through this. The yeah. question becomes innovative from, an, from a leadership perspective. How do you pivot so you can mm -hmm. assist people? And maybe you need to start to be talking a little bit more openly about mental health. I think so. I think um, just as you and I are doing, I think uh, managers, leaders need to talk about their own experiences, oh, make yes. themselves a little bit vulnerable because some people may not want to talk about this. It's not always easy for some people to discuss how they're feeling for a variety of reasons. And going back to your point of, you know, adjusting two or three weeks ago or four weeks ago, saying adjusting will be agile, we'll get through this. There was nothing wrong with those statements. That was a good, a good start. But more to your point about pivoting, yeah, now we need some concrete strategies. Uh, we need some concrete actions. Um, and uh, whether it's a, a, you know, you can do, I believe, you know, um, we, sorry, just lost my train of thought. We, I've said from the beginning that we are built for this to get through this because of the virtual technology we have. Can you imagine if this had happened 30, 25, maybe even 20 <laughs> years ago? We, yeah. This would be far, far worse. Yes. So utilize and leverage the technology. Um, I truly believe, and uh, I, I've expressed this, uh, although I haven't created anything, you can have a virtual wellness day um, mm -hmm. where, you know, you, you, you create it to, so it's something fun for people. Uh, in the absence, and I say that because in the absence of... Um, Going, you know, people being able to meet at, at a restaurant or a club or a bar or a coffee shop, people are being creative and having virtual get-togethers. And I've participated in a couple myself, and they're a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. You can get, you can you can get funny and silly, and and uh, and only one involved alcohol, by the way. Um, <laughs> but it's just a, it's a, just a new way of having fun. Uh, is it sustainable? Um, I believe it can be for a while. Again, it's just that innovate, innovation, creativity, constantly, constantly looking, what's the next uh, issue or challenge that might be around the corner and, um, you know, coming up with uh, strategies to resolve that, which is certainly something I, I uh, am, as well as a lot of other people I know, are concentrating on is what are the possible scenarios and that's the that's where we have to be right now. 
And I, you know, that's, that's interesting, right? Cause you, I, I know um, I spent like 20 years in the EAP field and um, you know, you do see a lot of the bigger providers having a lot of online platforms, but I think the languaging has to come from leadership. Uh, like, like you're saying, like you're talking about scenarios, I'm talking about scenarios. We're all a bit anxious. And if anybody were to tell you they're not, they're, they're not anxious, I think they'd be lying to you. Truth be known. Right. And yes, we all, we all, deal with our anxiety in different ways Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day you know there's fear like you said your your parents are in your in their 70s my mom and dad are in the late 70s early 80s so there's that even though you're thinking oh we're doing everything that's needed there's the fear that any of us could lose our loved ones right which is the reality you know yeah yeah and in this day in in these times um and i try not to think about this too much anybody's parent can get sick now um you know, uh, hopefully it doesn't happen, pass away and you will never have, you've, the only time you've seen them is virtually. And then we get into um, the funeral. So yeah. Yeah. Um, nobody, should we, you know, do I encourage people to be thinking about that? Well, it, it's certainly there. Um, I think we need to be aware of it. Um, I, I myself, I mean, I've got two teenage kids, one's 18 and I've had these conversations with my teenage daughter about what are you going to do if something happens to me or your mom, because this is a reality now. Yeah. And um, she doesn't want to have that conversation. And, um, you know, uh, while we have to be sensitive to this, I I think we have to face some of the potential situations that could happen that are, are not very nice to think about. So So let's, 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 let's try to brainstorm then for what potential things leadership should be considering. I heard that I love the idea about a wellness day. Yes. I, Um, you know, so what would something like that, you, what do you think from an HR perspective that should encompass? It could be anything from a, you know, let's, um, let's do uh, online. I have a, a colleague, she provides corporate wellness in the form of, she's Polynesian. And uh, she does um, Polynesian dance. It's called Kalani. Oh. And she's been, she's been doing this online. <laughs> and I've, I hooked her up with a couple of clients mm-hmm. um, that were looking for things like that. And, uh, you know, so those are things that can be done. Um, start a virtual workout group. God, I am missing the gym. <laughs> <laughs> I was, uh, you know, I, I was there very regularly and I think a lot of people are, are missing out on that physical exercise piece, which, as we know, is certainly connected to mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, I can honestly say, it is not the same working out at home. But if you have other people doing it with you, it becomes a little bit more fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's things like that. Um, doing a virtual cooking group. I mean, you know, in the workplace, we used to have potlucks and yes. international, you know, so show each other how to, how to cook and be in each other's kitchen and just have a lot of laughs and don't drink too much wine or sherry. Uh, That's for the, that's for the food. Um, So it's uh, those are just some of the ideas that you can. Or even team building, Neil, like if you think about it, right, if we're addressing, we're talking about, you know, you know, the anxiety or, you know, Mm -hmm. now it's kind of like, now what, right? Like it's been, I've been doing this and I thought it was going to be done by now. And, you know, what kind of, what kind of tips and tricks that people could share and they could share about what they've been doing or, um, you know, like you said, having the zoom family calls or, um, you know, talking, I'm even thinking, you know, uh, having leadership just pull together and ask what's working, what's not. And 
although that's more of a business related thing, um, for me, the optimum goal is to get people to open up to talk about their, the other things that are going on because I think people need to be heard. They want to be heard. If all you've got is your kids and your dog or your cat, um, you're not being heard. And again, uh, for some people over the phone or virtually talking to somebody, that's just not going to cut it. They need that face to face. So if I'm saying I'm feeling one thing and you're feeling it, it opens up the door so much more. It just takes that one opening. And um, I believe that, uh, you know, the rest, the rest will follow when they're feeling it. So uh, one of the other things, if I can just segue into another thing, um, Roxanne is, you know, you see these memes on Facebook and quite frankly, I may, I laugh at them too, but uh, alcohol consumption during the day. Um, yeah, yeah. I really, that's come up a couple of times with a couple yeah, of calls. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Um, you know, uh, I think employers need to be mindful of that mm -hmm. um, and not uh, try to, um, uh, in, in whatever way they can, just, you know, certainly the expectation when you're at work is you won't drink at work. So try not to, I and again, with no disrespect and no judgment, I think employers at the beginning, there is a little bit of tempering of they're at home. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, again, from what I've seen, what I'm seeing and what I'm hearing, it, that's starting to become an issue if it's not an issue already. Right. And, and also issues around domestic violence too, right? Yes, like, I mean, absolutely. So I, I think if we think of what would have been happening internally within a workplace, mm -hmm. whatever, whatever the issues were, what would keep people away from work, then now people are at home and yeah. they're, you know, there, there's no need to call in sick mm -hmm. because, you know, I'm, I'm, ex I'm, I can work. I have a computer. I, you know, I can, I have a phone, I can do all those things, but yeah. that along with the compounded stress of, uh, like you said, we don't, you know, you're not going out for that quick coffee with that friend that tells you the funny jokes and makes you forget about what you're dealing with mm -hmm. at work or, you know, all, you know, all the loss that you're feeling, even though yeah. you're seeing someone, you yeah. know, you enjoy spending time seeing people in your office, those types of things. We've lost all our friendships. Yeah. We've, you know, we've tried our best and I know I do, but still I'm not seeing my friends. I'm not seeing mm -hmm. my family. Um, all those things, it, 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 it is, I could see how it's a cumulative effect that uh, yeah. may be impacting productivity. If I go back to my organizational behavior books, um, the majority of people, the reason they stay in working relationships is because with an employer is because of the social relationships they mm -hmm. build. Mm -hmm. And um, again, some people may not be, may not be totally conscious of that. Um, so that's definitely uh, another contributor to some of this. People are kind of getting fed up with this. Some people are kind of getting fed up with this remote work. Um, the other thing that pops into my mind as we're talking is um, challenging work. Is the you know, and this goes back to if people aren't doing the full scope of their job and the employer is okay with that, is it still challenging for them? Um, because some people, they need that challenge in their work life. Mm -hmm. And if they don't get it, um, they get bored pretty easy. And, uh, you know, uh, we all know that to some degree, uh, extreme more than others, the work that we don't like, we tend to avoid in some capacity. <laughs> yes, of course. So things might be piling up. So for, for uh, managers that are now pivoting and managing virtually, yeah, and so 
for maybe employers that might listen to this and say, wow, we may be having an issue, mm-hmm. but we may be missing the mark. What could be some ways that they could, you know, and I'm not, I'm not suggesting a witch hunt in any way by no. all means, but what, if you're seeing these patterns, one could assume that these are patterns that are existing in different sectors. Yeah. Yeah. So individual check-ins are always good. I, I mean, if you are an organization that was doing coaching sessions as part of your performance management system, no reason for you to stop. Keep, check, keep doing those. They're, they're crucial to getting a sense of where the, employer, the employee is at. Sorry. Um, you know, maybe now at six or seven weeks, um, maybe now is, is a time to do kind of an impromptu quality of work life survey to find out yeah. people may not want to speak to you for the record, but you do an anonymous quality of work life on where people are at. That can be a very good indicator as well. Um, more t- to your point that you said a bit ago about keeping the lines of communication open, that has never stopped. We just need to possibly amp it up a little bit because um, people are now starting to s- feel the, the, uh, the stress uh, of uh, working in a remote workplace and uh, with uh, no end in sight. So, and maybe re rolling out their EAP programs, maybe that might be an Absolutely. opportunity at this I point, that's right? A good that's yeah, a that's probably a good thing, you know, maybe yeah. to start to do more of their, um, you know, lunch and learns that they have as part of their quality. Uh, quarterly contract things around uh, work-life balance, mm-hmm. uh, maybe a shifting of work-life balance and what it means yeah. now because there's no balance anymore, yeah. and um, strategies for things like managing boredom or anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, you know how to how to have fun because I yes. think that's the one thing that I, I you know you've mentioned it a couple times and that's you know um, you know with my girlfriends we uh, we got on the phone the other day and we were just silly. And we were talking about nothing and everything. And yep. that's the part that I missed more yeah. than ever. Of course, I miss seeing them, but, you know, it was stupid at times. And then I was yeah. like, whoa, like getting all of them, as many of them as we could on Zoom was so we, everybody sent, I, I set it all up and I said, everybody said, oh my goodness, that was the best thing. Because yeah. we laughed and we chuckled and, you know, stuff yeah. like that and told jokes. And mm-hmm. so I think that's the part that may be lacking also, like, you know, okay, we can do this. We can do this. It's seven weeks. It's eight weeks now. Okay. And, and people aren't having the kind of fun that they used to before. Agreed. And I mean, as we're talking, I mean, ideas just keep popping in my head about how to possibly alleviate this. So why not at noon, everybody take a virtual lunch together. And those are the times when you're silly and laid back with your, with your fellow employees. And, um, you know, you can make fun of whatever everybody's eating, if they're eating, because I'm also hearing a lot of people are just, <laughs> or going lunch, surviving on coffee. Um, so, you know, there, there are a lot of creative ways we can try to manage this and manage it successfully, um, tempering expectations as well. And um, again, I, I, as you've said, we can't stress communication enough in all of this, so... So it's just pivoting communication so it looks different, right? Like, yes. so we kind of think, let's the flow down. I don't think, I think we need to do that, but just that employers have to think about how are we becoming more vulnerable in some way yeah. so that people, I, if I'm the CEO and you're my senior team, am I acting so put together, even though I may be also struggling mm-hmm. um, because I'm thinking, boy, how much more of, of a, this can I take? And my senior team is yeah. probably feeling the same things, but I'm not sharing that because I'm supposed to kind of mm-hmm. keep things going. 
And that's a good point. As we've been talking, you know, I've been, and I had this thought before I came in, even, I think even for managers and leaders, the stress upon them is even more because quite frankly, and I don't say this disrespectfully, they have, they're having to take care of a lot of employees in a very different way. Um, and I mean, part of it also could be, you know, if the company is still maintaining success or has adjusted their success expectations, share that with employees so that they know what you're doing is still important to us and we need you to still be uh, working at, at as much capacity as you can. Um, you know, uh, sometimes team meetings uh, involve, from my experience, uh, a good story of the day. And that's not just in the nonprofit world, that's in the private world as well. What did, what did we do that was really good today? And I still think you can have those success stories when um, you're, you're still working remotely. And I can assure you, as I'm sure you're well aware of, that anybody who's talking to clients, to customers, to you know, vendors, you're all leaning on each other. I know for myself, I've had those, those you're sharing things and maybe you're sharing things with people that you normally wouldn't share yeah. uh, because of the situation. And, you know, for the most part, I don't think that's a bad thing. Um, as we keep saying, we're all in this together and uh, complete strangers will probably become good friends after this just because of the nature of relationships. One other thing I thought of, Neil, is what about um, maybe the leaders or managers impressing on people that mental health days are still a part yes. of the norm. So yeah. I think I think of it, you know, um, you know, of course people would take the mental health days just because, but they would mm -hmm. if they would be in person, but ready to be able to have it so that people could just take a day off yeah. where they could just shut off, you know, mm -hmm. uh, like you said, stay in the pajamas, play with their kids, mm -hmm. you know, cook all day, do whatever they want. So I think that permissiveness may may actually give, um, and not, not suggesting that, you know, everybody do it all at once, but mm -hmm. so that people are aware that if you're really, really having a tough time that you, you know, if you haven't slept that night or, you know, your kids aren't doing well or whatever, that mm -hmm. you can take that to kind of, um, give yourself a bit of a break and then come back in with a bit more, you know, higher level of productivity, you know, for the rest of the week. And I was having a somewhat related conversation with a client today who um, is still going to encourage people to take their, if this stretches out into the summer months, um, they're still going to encourage people to take vacation. And by vacation, they really mean, okay, you may not be able to go to Wasaga Beach. You may right. be fine to your backyard or your front porch, but you're away from the computer. Right. You're, right. you're taking that time, which is very much owed to you, which you've earned. Mm -hmm. Take your week or two week and just turn off your computer. Do not check in at work or anything like that. And if people need that, this particular client said, you know, they're very open that if people need that now, um, they're very much willing to take to, to um, uh, approve that. Um, so yes, people need to take advantage of the time that they have available to them to um, take care of other things, not have that uh, weight of, uh, it may not be stress, it just may be weight of uh, work on them, and then they can concentrate on family and home, and um, that's, all, that's, it's one less thing that is weighing on them for sure, so we well, Neil, this has been an impressive uh, 45 minutes. There's so many things, you know. Has it been 45 minutes? Yes, it's been, a, it's been, a, yeah. A lot. <laughs> yes, but, you know, I think 
This has been so engaging because I think this is the first time I've had a conversation of this nature because I've really not talked to people about, you know, you're seeing it all over social and you're yeah. hearing people talking about it, but to actually talk about someone that's in companies from an HR perspective, I think it really brings to fruition where, where we're at. And maybe yeah. in a month from now, we'll be having a different conversation. Absolutely. You know, yeah. that would be interesting based on whether we're, we're starting to get out there or if we're still maintaining, then mm -hmm. that may, we may have a new iteration of what, how people are coping a month from now. Yeah, and I think, you know, it's, it's uh, probably obvious to say that if there is an easy, if we're in a position to have an easing of restrictions and people are able to get out a little bit, that's going to have a positive impact for sure. So, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I would, uh, yeah, I'll, uh, it, it, we, again, I just go back, at least from my perspective, agility and um, it's an always evolving situation. So, yeah, but well, I, I do believe that at some point this is all, this will all be over and, um, you know, we will come out of this in a, in a better way for sure. So well, Neil, thanks again uh, Thank for, you for taking your Roxanne. time. Really I think uh, anyone listening, whether you're a leader or um, other HR professionals, um, managers, I'm sure there's a lot or people at home can relate to what we've been speaking about. Uh, so uh, what I would say is, Neil, where can people get a hold of you? If there's people that are needing HR um, support yep. at this time, where could mm -hmm. they reach you at? Yep. So we have a website, www.hrprime.ca. There's some contact information there. I can be reached at neil, N-E-I-L, at hrprimed.ca. HRprimed is, is spelt exactly as it sounds, H-R-P-R-I-M-E-D. And, um, you know, or you can contact me directly on my phone, 905-929-5075. Uh, and I appreciate the opportunity to, to put that out there, Roxanne. Thanks so much. So for everyone, uh, we're in it. This is different. We may be a bit more bored and anxious. Uh, you know, try to uh, do something smaller that's a little bit different, but definitely connect. And if you're an employee, um, reach out to your employer just to let them know what you're needing and to utilize your EAP services. And that what that is, is most companies have them. If there are no services, what you could do is also reach out to me and I'll let you know where there's services available. So again, uh, Neil, thanks for your time. And this is Roxanne Durhaj of the Authentic Connection Movement. I'm a mental health and wellness specialist. If you're needing any support, give me a call at roxannedurhaj.com. Take care. Thanks for tuning in to Authentic Living with Roxanne, creating the space for positive, healthy change. Roxanne is a keynote speaker, psychotherapist, and coach. To work with Roxanne, visit roxannederhage.com slash blueprint. We'll see you next time on Authentic Living with Roxanne.